Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. Today we want to discuss what is holding you back and specifically we want you to pause this video right now, leave us a comment on YouTube or send us an Instagram DM and let us know what exactly is holding you back in your fitness journey or from achieving your fitness goals. I'm with Senator Master Curtis Howden, Sergeant at Arms because his arms are so huge. Curtis, help the people and what's holding them back. So for this conversation, that is that was a pretty good, pretty good announcement. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. You're like really, Bruce, Bruce Buffer really went in there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. Okay, so when we start talking about what's holding people back. This is one of those things where we can go two different realms, what's holding you back from hitting your goals and what's holding you back from committing into a targeted program. And they're two different things, but we'll just pretend they're the same today. So it's not holding you back from investing in training, it's more holding you back from your fitness goals. Just from getting more active and feeling better about yourself. Right. So we broke it down into time, motivation slash discipline, because they kind of go hand in hand, Mm. and cash money (laughs) yeah the cash money bang bang yeah so when we talk about generalized you know we don't need to necessarily say money but some people really don't want to do a gym membership either yeah and they don't want to invest in equipment for their house yeah so i think it still fits Mm -hmm. but i think that one's the first one to start with i I think that's that's cash money clean yeah if we start with cash money then we can get into like the time thing and we can get into yeah. the motivation discipline and those are similar but different. It's really simple. Make more money. So you <laughs> dead. Yeah. Dead. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, so when we start talking about money, money is a really interesting thing. Um, we have talked about in the past, you know, how bad do you really want it? And this is, it actually, it does bear mentioning. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you might want to think about it. But I think the money thing comes back to a value proposition, like a value proposition. The end of the day, if you see the investment you're making as worthwhile and achieving things that are are valuable to you, I don't think that the money thing holds as much weight. Yeah. So it ends up being this, this common setup where it's like, well, have I identified what I really want and what the value is to it? Yeah, something I always used to tell people when money came into the issue was uh, it's hard to perceive the value of something that you haven't fully experienced. The tricky thing, though, if we're just talking about training or exercising or investing money into your fitness, is it's not something like if you go and buy a nice new pair of clothes, it's instant satisfaction. Or if you buy a new cell phone or a new video game, it's like happiness right away. Double, Yeah, whereas when you've got to spend some money either on a gym membership or some equipment, like doesn't really yield you much unless you actually put in some some blood sweat and time into it it'll yield something after that but uh it's it's not the same effect yeah i think when we get into money this is going to be a you're going to notice this consistency it's the red thread that's going to go throughout this you know what does this mean to you Mm -hmm. you know like what's holding you back is a, a real question because the generalized thesis that i would make on this conversation amongst everything is um, what is the value for you? Where does the value lie? And it's for some people, exercise is mental health, 
right? And I would say a large chunk of people, they feel better after they do it. And there's, we've talked about the reasons for this chemically and even physiologically. Um, we've talked about that before. But if you don't understand the value of what you're actually going to get out of it, then it's going to be really hard to make that investment in any realm, whether that's time or anything else. So I think when we get into the money discussion, the first thing to understand is what is the value that you can get out of this? Mm-hmm. Very similar to the kids episode that we did saying, listen, the, the risks of kids not being active far outweigh the risks of them being active and lifting weights. Like far is crazy. The, the whole growth plate thing, and that's all garbage, total garbage. Yeah. Um, but it's still something that people have to work through. I think money to me out of the three that we mentioned being time, motivation, discipline, I think money is the weakest of the three. Okay. Because to be in good shape, it doesn't really require that much money. It requires much more time and like willpower than just money. Because you can go for a run. Keep you can, pulling it down. Give me examples. Huh? You can go for a run. You can do push-ups. You can do body weight squats, body weight lunges, a chin-up bar costs 20 bucks um, to hang in the doorway. It doesn't need to be a, a very precise program that you're actually executing. Like the basics, they work. If you're actually dedicated to them. Yeah, I like to say that if you're shooting at a dartboard, you've got a much better chance of hitting something. It's like, yeah, you know, you can you can hire a coach and get something specific and all that. And I think we get too caught up in the idea of trying to hit a bullseye every time. Yeah. If we're even shooting at the board, we're winning. Like, when I started, I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I had a little manual that I had found in my dad's stuff that was getting in shape for the military. And I worked up... Like I started out doing push-ups and I was doing like 25 in a row, which was okay. I worked up to 150 push-ups in a row. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing push-ups, crunches, pull-ups, um, leg lifts, like really basic stuff. Jumping jacks. Yeah. For goodness sakes, jumping jacks. Yeah. We've gone to the playground and had a hell of a workout. Yeah. So I, I really do think that when it comes to, to the money conversation, I'm, I'm kind of on board with mm-hmm. you where that's, that's one of the weaker ones. I think that the other two are, are much more to overcome because at the end of the day, you don't have to hire a coach. If you have half an hour and you're going to put time in and press a little bit, you'll be surprised what you can accomplish. I put on 20 pounds in four and a half months, albeit I was going into grade 10, but it's one of these things where I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, well, I'm going to try to do more today. Yeah. It kind of goes hand in hand with anything though, you know? Like this podcast, for instance, it started from a really basic place and it slowly but surely got a little bit tighter. The more we fiddled with it, the more we played with it, the more we learned and grew from it. That's like even the YouTube videos that I do editing for. Like starting, I was like overwhelmed, like, oh my God, where do I start? Where do I? Well, you start with the basics, put the video clip into the editor and press play. How do you cut it? How do you trim it? How do you make it faster, slower? Like the more you actually play with it, the more you learn. And that, that goes hand in hand with your fitness. Like the more you start doing stuff and playing and exploring, you will learn more through that journey. Well, I just love it when people say, should I do? I'm like, what's the alternative? Like, should, should I run? Well, you know, is running the best way to get in shape and the lowest risk opportunity and the, the best engagement versus your time input? No, it's not. But if the if your know how is like, well, I'm either going to run or I'm going to do nothing, then run. Yeah, I hate like, running. If well, yeah, but if the option is I'm going to do this or nothing, I take whatever this is. Yeah, 
It's a yes for me. BT dubs everyone. I just went for a run yesterday. Hated it, but I did it anyways. <laughs> Primarily because it was a weakness. I know running is a weakness. I ran two and a half K and uh, at a pretty hard pace, but it was tough and I was sore after. So like I run because I want to be able to maintain that skill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I do things that I don't always like as well. That's kind of also part of the journey of what's holding you back. Like you don't have to like it if, if you're... You're like, I don't like working out. Like when, It's like when somebody's like, you know what, Curtis, you need to drink more water. I don't like drinking water. Well, I didn't ask you to enjoy the water. <laughs> oh, man, this is like being a parent. William, I asked you to put your shoes on, but I don't want to. Well, we're leaving the house and I asked you to just do it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like oh, I don't, I don't enjoy the taste of water. Well, I didn't ask you to enjoy the taste. You need it. Like Just like you need sleep. Just like you need to brush your teeth. I don't really particularly enjoy brushing my teeth. It's a chore. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> if you do, you're a weirdo. Just like, oh, this feels so good. Like, how it's far not are we going to go down this pathway? Are you going to talk about how you don't like wiping? Are we getting that far? I don't really. <laughs> I don't. That's oh, no. a weird one too. <laughs> well, it's not a fun task. <laughs> I've never but taken I, it I that would, far, so that's I would on say you. It's a necessity that one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All sorts of infections waiting for it. Oh man. So, anyways. We're going to leave that one behind. We're just going to put a pause on that one. <laughs> so time, the weakest, sorry, money, in our opinion, one of the weaker excuses on what's holding you back. I think you can work through that one. I, I believe in you. If you're watching this, I believe that you can work through that one. It doesn't take a big investment. And even if you do need help in the process, there's a lot of ways to be involved that aren't crazy. Like it, you can really accomplish a lot with just real basic engagements. Motivation and discipline. Motivation slash discipline even. Yep. So I have done some lives on this. I did this over a year ago though. I think that motivation is garbage. I do because this is one of the realms that we get into where it's like, well, I just don't have the motivation to do it. It's like, well, then you just haven't tied it big enough to your values. Mm -hmm. Because most people would agree that they want to do the best thing they can for their family. Yeah. How about taking care of yourself so that you can be around and not only be around, but be as present as possible for them because you've optimized who you are. Yeah. I think that's pretty easy to stick to, but when we're focused on motivation, sometimes that isn't enough because motivation is variable. You're going to have days where you wake up very unmotivated mm -hmm. and I have people ask me, well, how do you work out when you don't feel motivated to it? I'm like, I just do. It's like, how do you eat more veggies? You just mash a bunch of spinach in your mouth and chew. Like, but I don't enjoy vegetables. Oh, neither do I. It's fine. <laughs> I just put a bunch of meat on it. I call it meat-based vegetarianism. <laughs> <laughs> but the concept here is like, well, first of all, don't give yourself over to motivation because you're going to have days where it's low and then you get self-loathing and all this sort of stuff happen. Um, habits and behaviors trump motivation every damn day. Yeah. Wonder why I work out? Because I put it in my schedule and I always do that because my self-efficacy is important to me. I yeah. know if I make a commitment, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And as you build that self-efficacy, you can do the same darn thing. But habits and routines are so much more valuable than motivation that I would actually say don't focus on that. And habits and routine go tied hand in hand with like a things like environment, setting up the environment mm -hmm. for the win scheduling it appropriately like i've struggled with my workouts over the past month because i kept trying to push them too late in the day and then as it got later it was easier to push so i've been working out more in the morning like eating that frog first thing in the morning i hit my lift 
and they're getting executed like flawlessly now like and I'm enjoying it and I feel better about myself and it was just a schedule change to make it more applicable to me. I'm such an extrovert that I've just been inviting people that I want to hang out with to do a workout. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, yeah, well, my day got too busy. It's like, well, I actually have an appointment with that person, so I can't get out of it. Yeah. So that works out really well for me. But at the end of the day, this, this conversation is like, well, what do I need to do to make sure that it's part of my schedule? There's a lot of ways to kind of deal with that little issue there. Um, That's time, though. We're getting into time now. Schedule oh, is time. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Can I bring a, a dragon to your door? Yeah, do it. A, a motivation thing to... Um, I heard this from somewhere else, obviously. It was saying, you know, you can't be brave without fear. Because bravery is like doing some, some action in the face of the fear. Yeah. Because if you're not afraid of anything, well, you're not really doing anything that brave. Like, you have to be afraid of something in order to... Uh, you know, apply the bravery aspect to it in order for it. So it's like you can't just have bravery without actually executing in front of something you're afraid of. So it's really interesting that most of the things that people value involve struggle. And I made a post on this as well. Victory isn't so sweet without the struggle. That's not for me. I forget who said it. I think it's Maya Angelou. But anyways, the idea is the value of what you're doing relates to how much went behind it. So like if I went today and deadlifted 800 pounds my first try, that doesn't mean anything. I'm one of the people that's going to quit that endeavor very quick, even though I could be really successful on the world stage at powerlifting if that was the case. Yeah. But if I had to struggle to get there, all of a sudden there's something behind it that makes it mean something. It's like yeah. these stall bars behind you. These are more than just stall bars to me. My client made these for me to say thanks for fixing his shoulder. He went, he asked me how to make them. I gave him a... a blueprint he went and made these for me before he made his pair for himself just to say thanks yeah that is transcendent of just the the tool so the the meaning behind something makes it more valuable in a lot of ways and to kind of loop onto that thing like willpower is a muscle and this is well researched willpower gets lower throughout the day so changing your schedule to earlier in the day has a lot of reasons but Willpower, as you exercise willpower, you have less left in the tank. Mm-hmm. And as you, ch- as you exercise willpower, your ability to, to express it grows. So the willpower of somebody who's already been working on that is likely going to be in better shape than somebody who hasn't. Yep. And even for them, later in the day, they are less able to push through with their own willpower than they were at the beginning of the day. So when it comes to motivation and discipline... One thing that I would say is earlier in the day is a good thing. Booking an actual appointment is a really good thing. And setting up the right habits and routines is key, which brings us right into time. Well, I still want to talk them. Oh, get it. Get it. Let's hear it. So where I was going with this is like, you know, bravery. Like you need something to be afraid of in order to like uh, apply your bravery to it. And there's guys on the internet that are arguing with this. I think Jocko Willink is one of the guys, you know, Jocko. He's talking about like mot- like everyone's wanting motivation to actually come first. So like it goes motivation and then action where it's actually the reverse. Being like rather than just waiting for motivation to hit you in the face and feel excited to work out, you start working out and then the motivation actually kicks up through the workout. Absolutely. And I know you've experienced that. I've experienced that. 
many of my workouts, the first five minutes of it, I'm like, oh, my body is tired and sluggish today. And then 30 minutes into the workout, I'm like, I feel like a superhero and I'm going to push myself on everything. So without having that struggle or the resistance, so it's like it goes resistance first, then you take action and then your motivation starts to skyrocket like more in the middle or towards the end of the journey. Yes. And then that is a concrete formula that like the people who you know who are in phenomenal shape, they've experienced the formula time and time again that it actually works. And the formula is I always feel better after my exercise. I've had migraines. I work out. I feel better after my exercise. I've had bad mental health days. Work out normally feel better after my exercise. So those who are in crazy shape, they just know, they've tested that formula over and over again over the years that they know, I feel better after my exercise. So it's not a question of will I feel better or does it help or I don't think it helps or maybe I just need to rest. The formula is proven, it's tried and proven. I always feel better after my exercise. So resistance, action, motivation comes down the road. It's oh. not something that you just wake up and feel motivated like I don't I don't feel motivated to get out of bed every morning but once I get out of bed and I start taking action on my day and I have things to do that I'm excited about and I have a coffee I start getting fired up for my day but I don't crack my eyes open I'm like oh my god I'm about to have the best day ever I'm, I'm like oh like a little bit like groggy rolling out of bed I'm sure most people can uh, empathize with that yeah I would say absolutely taking action is key like that that sort of willpower to just start is so key to like you cannot finish if you don't start and there's just too many people that they never get to that starting point so they never get to the finish point and that's frustrating so you know for me I think that just get started thing is huge like everything else is gonna follow that all of the obstacles that you get to overcome uh, come after that and you know another thing that I hear people say is well I don't know what to do and you know, I've, I've gotten to this point and I'm really not happy with it, but, you know, I had somebody recently, they're, they're at a point that they're really not happy with and they want out and they're like, oh, just show me what I need to do for two weeks and then I'll be good. And I was like, listen, this is not a two-week sort of thing. You're not learning everything about fitness in two weeks. I've been at this almost 20 years mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say that I know everything at all. I still have a coach. Like, the... The concept of this is like get started and then you can start worrying about getting the rough edges away and, and tapering down into the stuff that's most valuable and, and the best thing for you. But take action would be the answer on that one for me. So if you're listening to this to summarize, I think we've squashed money being money is a pretty poor excuse. Motivation and discipline, if you wrap your head around it correctly, probably a pretty poor excuse. Time I think is much more of the tricky one. For yep. those who have very busy jobs, working two jobs, working 12-hour shifts, I have a family, I have kids, all these extenuating circumstances, I think it's trickier. So I think time slash logistics. Is that fair? Sure. So this is a challenging one for me because I obviously have kids. I've got three little boys. Um, I do not keep a very easy schedule. <laughs> I, I have... Uh, a lot of people that I really love helping out and it's it is a passion of mine to help people accomplish things um, so I keep a pretty pretty heavy schedule uh, between the, the boys my wife my job um, and the social life that I have but when I start dealing with them with the time thing I actually think that it I hate to say it but it often comes back to do you understand the value of what's being put in front of you like, do you understand 
what you're giving up if you don't focus on this now. Mm-hmm. And like we've seen research that crazy stuff like all cause mortality goes down as your daily step count goes up. Mm-hmm. Like crazy stuff like that. Yeah, the ability for you to get off of the ground without your hands is a very good indication of your mortality rate. Yeah. Like and grip strength. Totally. Just crazy stuff like that. And so we know that optimizing your physical self really changes the game as far as A, how long you're going to be around for your family, and B, the sort of state that you're going to be in to take care of your family. The quality of how you're going yeah, to be around. Absolutely. So when it comes to the time thing, I don't think that exercise needs to be particularly dignified to be valuable. Will you agree with that statement? You're going to have to elaborate for me. When I started exercising, I was hiding it from my brother because he was like 100 pounds heavier than me. I didn't want him to make fun of me that I was exercising because I weighed like 76 or 82 pounds or something. I was in summer of grade 9. I was a little dude. I wasn't 5 feet yet. I was very small, but I was really fast and good at sports. My size was a challenge, though. It was something to overcome. So I was like, well, it's time to start getting after something. So I was hiding the fact that I was exercising by exercising right before bed. That meant that I was doing 20 to 25 minute workouts. Like, I would do as many push-ups as I could do. Mm-hmm. I would do different variations of push-ups. I would do crunches, a lot of crunches, actually. Not too many sit-ups, but a lot of crunches, which worked really well. I did pull-ups. I didn't do almost anything for legs because I didn't know anything. Who needs legs? Right? But uh, that single action changed the course of what I would accomplish athletically. And it actually helped me buy my way out of one of my big limitations, which is I was way smaller than everybody else I was playing with. So I had to be stronger than them and I got stronger. But what sort of plan is that? Like, it's just... It's a linear periodization of do more push-ups. Yeah. Right? So that's not a particularly dignified approach. I had zero equipment. I had zero knowledge. Um, I had not much time because I was trying to hide it. Like, how, how else are you going to do that? So I was doing it right before bed and then going to sleep. Yeah. So the time thing, it's like, well, I think that in our culture, we look at as exercise like a double-shot espresso. We have developed over the eons doing consistent moving every day because we had to walk places. We had to carry things places. We had labor to do for a long time. Yeah. But now we don't really have that same labor to do. And people are like, oh, I'm going to try to get all my exercise in. I'm going to do three half hour sessions a week. It's like, you know what? I actually, if somebody said, listen, I can either do three half hour sessions a week or I can do six 15 minute sessions, I would take the 15 minutes. Because you get your reps in more often, you'll likely be able to change the game mm-hmm. for them easier. The only time that I wouldn't do that is if somebody has a really hard time getting started in their exercise. Yeah. Right? So I think in a lot of ways that the time thing, it comes down to the way that people look at exercise. They think that it needs to be this super dignified experience at a gym that has to be a full hour long to be valuable. Yeah. Whereas research will tell us that even 30 second isometric holds in a leg extension can change strength like huge amounts for an untrained population they notice changes of up to 30 percent yeah um which you know untrained population stuff isn't super indicative of the best thing but if you think of 30 seconds 30 seconds of cardio isn't going to buy you much 30 seconds isometric hold like strength training is very very efficient yeah 
So the time thing, I actually think that part of it is the view that people have on what it needs to be. Would you agree with that? I think it's the absolutely. I think it's the view of it. I think it's how times perceived the value of it. it. Like you said, like we were talking briefly off off of the mic, and I was saying, you know, like you want what's best for your wife, your wife wants what's best for you, so on and so forth. All family members, loved ones, friends and family want what's best for everybody. And people are actually more willing to show up for other people often than they are for themselves. And the best thing that you can do, like you can't save a drowning person if you don't know how to swim. So the best thing you can do for your relationships is take care of yourself first so you're strong enough to take care of other people. I'm also going to play devil's advocate and be a little bit mean here. And if you, I think if you take offense to this, then maybe it's something that you need to second guess. Um, but I think people's perception of time is trash. I think people spend way more time on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and watch a lot of TV. And I think, I think time slips away from a lot of people. And if you legitimately feel that time is not slipping from you and you're just working 12 hours a week, I'm, then that statement is not directed towards you. That statement is directed towards somebody who legitimately knows deep down that they're spending too much time on their phone consuming garbage or they're sitting in front of the TV or they're drinking too much beer on the weekend because they need to unwind and they're having a six case of beer at like the end of Friday night and they're just sitting on the couch and they're smoked because they're tired from the week. Like the energy that you get from exercise is kind of a compounding effect. Like it drains you at the start, but after you get after a cup for a while, that formula starts to kick in where you start to feel better as long as that formula continues to go. It's not going to feel, you're not going to feel like a rock star after the first one, but if you get after it and you drop the case of beer and you start actually doing your workout like regularly, it has a compounding effect that um, a lot of people I don't think have really experienced that formula to see the value of it. My client, Garrett, I'm going to call out two people here because they're beauties. Oh, okay. I thought you were trashing on them. Garrett, Garrett, and Greg. Um, Garrett brought me Greg, but Garrett is a guy that he rides motorcycles and he rides bicycles. Um, and he told me I'm not really a workout guy. And he told me this a couple years ago. Yeah. And, uh, now he has a squat rack and a functional trainer and stuff in his basement and he's overhauled it to look more like a gym. Garrett sounds like a liar. <laughs> yeah. He didn't see how it would connect to what he does, but now... When he hits his bike and he has climbs and stuff, he's cruising past people and he's in his 50s. So he's noticed how exercise builds him up and changes the things that he enjoyed. He can now enjoy more. Yeah. And so he's not a workout guy, but he's been consistent for ages. He goes for these big screw off bike rides um, and rides a motorbike like a savage. And he's like, yeah, I didn't think I'd be able to do this at this age. But you can see him take off. And Greg is another guy that, like, he said, yeah, I've just never been able to stick to it because, you know, I do it for a bit and I don't see any results. I'm like, well, let's get you started and show you what you can do. This guy's doing pull-ups. He's doing single leg deadlifts. He's doing back squats. He's doing all these things. Like, the depth that he has on his squat now is second to none. Like, I've got 20-year-olds that can't squat like him. Yeah. Like, this guy's killing it. But all of this from a guy that said, I always lose motivation until... We made that connection between look how much you can change yourself to be more what you want to be, which he also rides motorcycles and stuff. And when he goes and does these events now, it's, it's shocking how well he does. 
And he looks great. People are like, where'd you get these arms from? And I'm like, bought and paid for, blood, sweat, and tears, baby. But it's really exciting, you know, when you start seeing these connections being made on this is what exercise is. Here's what it can be. It can be tailored towards my equipment and my schedule and fit into my life and make the rest of my life better. Yeah. That's when time starts going away. And I would put out a challenge to people. You know, if you were to look at your schedule, some of you have very little time and I'm not going to argue with that. Is there one thing that if you dropped it, you would have space for some workouts? Mm-hmm. And how much more value would that have in your schedule for your mental health, for your physical health, building into your family, being more present, more engaged, more energetic, etc.? To that point, I think accountability and support system is extremely valuable. For instance, on an endeavor that's not physical, but like meditation is something that I quite enjoy and my wife enjoys it as well. We utilize each other to actually make sure that we get it done. Like we'll do it as a team. So your exercise, if it's going for a jog or going for a bike ride or going for a swim, whatever, loop your family into it and make it a family activity rather than just watching watching netflix or playing video games like get actually active with your family and start setting the example on what it looks like to be a like healthy active fully functioning fully functioning person in that realm i saw a mom downtown she was a superhero dude i wish she could see this because superhero she gets out of the van Pulls out bike number one, bike number two, bike number three. All the kids hop on the bike. Pulls out bike number four for daddy. She starts running. Oh, savage. Locks the van. Mom starts running just like pumping and the whole family's biking behind her. If that's what mom wants to do, I don't even care like about the dad. My thought, you know, some, some trolls would be like, why is the dad not running? Who cares? If he's out there riding with his kids and he's enjoying himself and mom's getting what she needs. Oh. That warmed my heart to see that. I was like, oh, man, gosh. that woman's a superhero and that family's a rock star. Like, that is a family unit. Well, you know, I'm not an expert parent or anything. I, I have a six, almost seven-year-old. I have a four-year-old and I have a five-month-old. I have so a I've negative ten-week-old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I've learned a few things. And one thing that I've learned already is that modeled behavior trumps a lot of what you have to say. Yeah. What they see is like, that's what they see as truth. So on... On Monday, I went to Fit Kids to teach the kids. They're in Olympics week, so I told them I taught them how to do Olympic lifts. Yeah. So kids between five and twelve years old. It was really cool. But I hired Will for his first paid event, so he came with me, and William was the guy that was demonstrating what moves we were doing. And he knows how to snatch. He knows how to squat and deadlift and whatever else. So he has his own little weightlifting bar, and he goes there. And I'm like, Will, I need you to demonstrate for these kids. So I paid him for his time and everything. He was all stoked. Um, but that, that sort of thing was like, yeah, to watch the, the pride on his face as he did that for the other kids and, and the way that he engaged and stuff. It's like, yeah, there's, there's more to this game than just getting your workout done. There's, there's impacts far reaching that you can't, that are infinite in nature. You can't see the impacts that that's going to have in a lot of ways. The people that you're going to inspire along the way, um, the people whose, whose lives are going to be made better. Um, and even how you can optimize the way that somebody feels just by being like, Hey, I know how to do that. That's something I learned. So in a lot of ways, when we start talking about the time thing, I think it comes back to a really similar conversation, which is, you know, do I really understand what's in this for me? Have I walked that all the way through? And do I really understand the value of what I'm doing? 
Because yeah. I hear all the time, well, I don't want to be a bodybuilder or anything. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, bodybuilders are incredible people. Like the devotion that they have and the focus they have and the fortitude and whatever else I got nothing but respect for. But people act like that's like the pinnacle of it. And that's I'm like, like the norm. I'm like, yeah, for me, I don't care if you want to be a bodybuilder. It doesn't mean that it's any less impactful that you should be focused on what you're doing to make yourself the best you can be. Yeah. And that's kind of where it lands for me. I'm like, well, listen, if you truly understand the value here, I don't think this would be as big of a conversation as you think. Yeah. Is that wrapped up in a bow? For now, I'm really looking forward to hearing what some of you guys have to say. You know, what's holding me back and, and uh, what do I need to walk through to make this thing happen? That, that's uh, going to be a really fun conversation to have. But if you've made it this far, like, subscribe, throw on your alerts on YouTube for when a new video comes out. But we appreciate you guys. Hope to see you soon. Adios. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.